0: Greetings and facilitations to all ladies, gentlemen, Instant, and the broad spectrum between and beyond. You're listening to Voice of the Via, Minher's foremost etherwave program, coming to you on all crown-licensed and approved etherwave receivers. Covering news and entertainment, Voice of the Via brings you the lore and the data, from Barstone to Petra, to Bark to Litho, from the crater floor to the top of the Minher itself, and to every skiff sailing across the lake. Welcome, friends. Welcome. As always, I am privileged to be your host, Marsh Patel. On today's program, we will be continuing our ongoing series of interviews with the cornerstones of our communities. Our interview will be with Miss Lily Tolliver, the newly appointed director of the Litho Foundlings Home. We will be discussing the challenges and rewards that come from caring for some of Harris's most vulnerable citizens. That and more, coming up. But first, this capitalist message. Friends, autumn is nearly upon us, and soon the shorter days will take on that crisp nip of winter. The glow of the lay will dim, the nights will become colder. What will you do to keep out the gnawing cold? Build a fire in hazardous sooty fireplaces, and contribute the smoke of thousands of hearts lingering low overhead? Surely not. And what about those less fortunate, who live in homes without the benefit of a fireplace, or perhaps cannot afford the luxury of firewood or shale? Well, folks, lay those worries to rest, because Mdeli Mbembe is here to save you from the misery of winter with his all-new line of wu Ye radiation units. Yes, once again, Lord Mbembe and his tireless engineers have created an elegant solution to an age-old problem. The wu Ye radiator is compact, barely larger than an average preserve cabinet. But don't let its size fool you. Its adjustable coils can provide everything from a soothing warmth to a roaring furnace, all with the twist of a convenient dial. And the wu radiator unit is safe for children and pets as well, due to its proprietary safety modules. As soon as anything touches the coils, they instantly become cool to the touch, saving you the anxiety that surrounds the hungry open flame of a traditional fireplace. And, like all of their extraordinary products, Mbembe lamps use no arcane parts, so you can stay warm and cozy at home, instead of shivering in a crown cell. It's a new day, friends, so don't settle for dangerous, sketchy old heating solutions of yesteryear. Warm your home and warm your spirits with a Mdele Mbembe Wuye radiation unit, starting at 22 silver, wherever fine-grade electron implements are sold. Now, the Voice of the Via brings you the Crown News. Our top story. The Constabulary in Kvark is in the process of dismantling a previously unknown ochre ring. The discovery came after an anonymous tip led investigators to the Alef Kitch Inn and Tavern on the east side of Kvark, where they discovered a number of rooms hidden beneath the building, including a laboratory where the artificial lay was being synthesized. The extent of the operation is still being examined, but order representatives on the scene are confident that the ring has not been in operation for long. The Crown assured us that the Ochre Den's customers found at the scene are currently undergoing rehabilitation, and any citizens who frequented the underground establishment are encouraged for their own health and safety to come forward and receive treatment for the highly addictive substance. The owner of the tavern could not be located as of this ethercast, but is being considered by the Knights of the Crown to be a person of considerable interest. Representatives from the Voluthian Trade Union are calling for a moratorium on certain substances being brought into Menharis by travelers from other worlds. Voluthian officials complain that the popularity of unusual imports like coffee, chocolate, and the so-called peanut butter are having an impact on trade. Citizens are discouraged from accepting foods, drinks, or spices from other worlds until order researchers can study the possible long-term effects on Terran biology. When asked for a comment, An order scientist gave the following statement. We've been doing a lot of research on what effects the consumption of coffee might have on the typical Terra metabolism. So far we haven't been able to determine with any certainty if there are any side effects beyond feeling a little jittery, but that is really only after consuming an extraordinary amount like six or eight cups a day that my colleagues tend to consume for the purposes of research. Although my own findings have been inconclusive as my own consumption is a moderate two or three cups daily, I must say that so far we've discovered it's possible to complete several studies in record time when the research team no longer has to take time away from the lab to sleep. Sources report that the acrid infestation that has been threatening towns in eastern Minharis has finally begun to subside. Members of local militias report that they've been working ceaselessly to keep the dangerous creatures well clear of settled areas, and that their work is beginning to pay off. Biologists also say that the cooling fall weather may also be responsible, driving the creatures back to familiar territories, anticipating their annual hibernation. Citizens in the affected areas are cautioned to remain vigilant, as a reduction in the number of acrid sightings does not necessarily mean that the danger is over, and are encouraged to continue to report sightings. Voice of the VIA investigative reporters have found that no new lay workers have been reported missing in the last month. Bringing a welcome respect confirmed this, and are attributing the lack of new cases to redoubled efforts on the part of the Twin Guard, as well as better coordination between local constabularies. One local lay industry worker had this to say, well, it's about time to got off their asses and protected those of us who were bringing the Sweetstone, yeah? The twin guard is reporting an unusual number of ravens at the protectors' circle. When questioned, knights and rangers said that the animals have been exhibiting some very unusual behavior, coming to roost around the training and housing areas at nightfall and leaving at noon, only to return in greater numbers the next evening. The mess made by the birds is said to be considerable and the cause of no little frustration on the part of the guard. Ornithologists are baffled at the strange behavior and say they will be keeping an eye on the situation for the crown. And finally, on a personal note, please join us here at Voice of the Via in wishing luck to society reporter Marquis Potens, who will be embarking on an extended assignment. Inspired by the recent letters from the missing via, Marquis will be setting out to interview the common Minharan and reporting back to us about the lives of the everyday citizens that he meets. Safe travels, my friend. That's the news, folks. Tune in tomorrow to stay current on all the latest happenings in our great nation. And now, dear listeners, we turn your attention to our special interview. As part of our ongoing profiles of citizens who do their best to make our world a better place, our guest is the director of the Litho Foundlings Home. Herself an orphan at an early age, she grew up in the care of the Foundlings Home, and saw firsthand the effect that compassion and discipline can have in helping to forge a future for unfortunate young lives. Some consider her work to be a desperately needed service, allowing forgotten children to become valuable members of society. Others have complained that organizations like the foundlings take up valuable resources that could be put to better use. Either way, friends and neighbors, please join me in welcoming the headmistress of the Litho foundlings' home, Matron Lily Tolliver. Thanks for being with us, Matron Tolliver.
1: It is a pleasure to be here, Marsh. It's the first time I've ever been in an 8th Wave studio.
0: You've only recently taken the rudder at the Foundlings' home. How are you finding your new position?
1: Well, it's challenging. Um, as you know, I was a Foundling myself, so I know all of the ins and outs, tricks and uh, little games that our Foundlings like to play. Money is always a challenge, of course. Um, and making sure that the children are properly educated and fed.
0: Tell us about your experience in the foundling's home and how you feel it might affect your administration as the program's director.
1: Well, I do know what it's like to be a child without a family. Um, There is always that doubt where your next hug, meal, or even your next pair of shoes will come from. With my experience as a foundling as myself, I'll be able to shower the children with as much love and affection as they need it. Also... I'll be able to beat them at their own game when they decide to play their little tricks on me.
0: Do you have any particularly meaningful memories from your time at the home?
1: Let's see. I think it was about ten or so, and it was the Blossom Festival. And I decided that I no longer wanted to stay in the Foundling's home. So, I made myself a little cottage above the stables of the Ranger Station. It took them about three days before they found me. And
0: what were you doing before you were tapped for this responsibility?
1: I left Lito at the age of seventeen. I'm just nigh of 30 now. I've been exploring, traveling the whole of Harris. Unfortunately, I was not born with an affinity, but I do have the ability to make friends wherever I go. I have found a few patrons for the Foundling's home and made a few friends along the way. Um, that have decided to become sponsors as well.
0: Do you think those connections could have some benefit for your charges, as in reaching out for donations or sponsorships?
1: Well, of course, money is important for the family's home, but I also want to make sure that the children have a grand education. I'm working currently with the bards to teach them music and art. The rangers are teaching hunting skills, and the knights are even willing to take a few on as squires and pages and whatnot.
0: The previous headmistress retired rather suddenly due to health issues. Did taking over under those circumstances cause you any particular headaches?
1: Well, a few. I was in Farstone when the word came that the matron was ill. took me a few days to gather funds to arrive, and when I did, the older children were handling the younger ones as best as they could, you know. Besides the grand mess that I had to clean up in the dining hall, rearranging rooms, and making sure that the children knew that they were going to be taken care of no matter what. It's a rather traumatic experience when the only parent you've ever known has become ill.
0: The foundling's home has been struggling for many years, but since you've taken the reins, donations to the home have reportedly increased dramatically. To what do you ascribe this sudden change in the home's fortunes?
1: Firstly, it's my ability to have people empathize with my children. And they are my children, every single one of my dear lambs. Another thing is that during my time in Farstone and my travels about Menheris, I've learned that people are generally good and wanting to help so I allow them that possibility to do so.
0: There are many who say that the home is unnecessary, that the children would be better off being apprenticed to local trades and labor pools, perhaps even the military. They assert that the foundling's education is a waste of time and effort on the community's part. What do you say to those people?
1: Bodadash, I do understand that people want to get the most for their money, and that only works for things like commodities, lay, gold, silver... These are children that we're talking about, not commodities. And they deserve a chance at life, as any child would, whether or not they live in Farstone, the upper tier of Corsador, or even in the Palace itself. If someone were to
0: have a child that, for whatever reason, they weren't able to care for, what would be the process for bringing those children into your care?
1: Well, it's always heartbreaking to have to part with your child. We've had a few children who have marched up to the door of their own. We've had parents who have knocked on the door in tears, weeping. And we've had quite a few babies in baskets over the years. As long as they arrive here whole, we won't ask questions.
0: Now that you're the headmistress, what are your plans for the foundling's home?
1: Expansion, first of all. (laughs) We need a bit more room. We would like to grow a garden come springtime and maybe have a few places where the children who are apprenticed can practice the trade.
0: Thank you for your time, Matron. Do you have any parting words for our dear listeners?
1: I don't have a gift for words like you do, Marsh, but I would like you to know. There's never any cost to being kind, and to give of your heart, you expand the riches of the world.
0: There you have her, citizens. Matron Lily Tolliver. And now, folks, a special message from the Twin Guard, the knights and rangers of the crown. Honesty is the ability to know the truth and to speak it, no matter what. The world will try to wear you down, to make you take the easy path, the quicker path, the deceptive path. But there are people who rise above such temptations, who know the value of truth, who know the value of learning, of information and of intuition, the value of truth. If you're one such person, then you could be one of us. Speak to your twin guard recruiter and take the first steps to being the truth that binds us all together. The preceding was a public service announcement brought to you by the Knights of the Crown, who remind you not to sign the contract until you take a proper gander at it. And now for another capitalist message. We know a small apothecary shop in Farstone, where Madame Husslehind works. In Songmoon, peace grows there. She takes some of the freshest, most robust ingredients, and uses age-old recipes passed down to her for generations. Because what brings you harmony and peace, if not health? And how can you achieve optimum health? Definitely not with some new, untested, fly by the seat of your breeches approach to medicines, Madame Hussleheim, Farstone's premier potioner for over 40 years, uses the whole plant, not a bizarre distillation of chemicals and weird compounds created in noxious vats. Madame Hussleheim doesn't think she knows better than nature how to create the best medicinal ingredients. And it is that trust in nature and her many little miracles that brings harmony. It brings health. It brings peace. So remember, friends... Madam Hustlehine's fine potions and elixirs. Wherever someone is feeling terrible, Madame Hustlehine is there. And now it's time, my friends, for everyone's favorite segment, the classified bulletins. Bram Torson of Billing Step is offering a reward for any information regarding who wrongfully accused him of chopping down a number of shale trees. Willing to pay 30 silver for information, no questions asked, other than the... First one, I suppose. To Mr. I. My friends and I agree with everything you said. We too are fed up with how things are. We will bring friends to the next meeting and look forward to introducing you this Saturday. Jadis the Oak will be looking to reclaim her title, bare knuckles only, at the Lumen Inn in Litho. Ten silver buy-in gets you twenty if you win. Previous winners are disqualified from participating. You know who you are. Memorial services for Skeever Wadlow will be held Wednesday aboard the Rusty Pelican, docked in Olvera, with reception to follow. Here's to a good man, whose final resting place is known only to the gods. The first annual meeting of the Inherent Secret Society will be held at the Peddington Library Annex in Petra this Monday. Don't tell anyone about it. Huh. The mayor of Litho is offering a reward of 40 silver to anyone with information about the sudden disappearance of the local butcher and his daughter. Well, I suppose that's one way to make meat's end. Gradigan Elkar in Farstone is seeking a spouse. Age, orientation, and social standing irrelevant. Must have good teeth, strong constitution, and be willing to travel, sing, and perform emergency surgery if required. Bilingual a plus. Find him at the stationery store on Penitence and Cornflower Street. Ask for Chang. The world-famous Funny Bones Club in Farstone is hosting a fundraiser this Friday and Saturday to raise money to repair the West Wall after the Ked milking incident. So come down and enjoy a night of improv and maybe even some comedy at the corner of First Street and Excellence Boulevard. A personal message. A.C. We are watching you. You have 31 days to make your peace. W.G. And that's all for our classified bulletins, friends. Tune in tomorrow for more, but until then, if you'd like to post a classified bulletin, send it along with two silver to Voice of the Via, care of Minharis Morning Media. I'm sad to relate that The Thrilling Adventures of Saphir Starling is still on hiatus, but check back with us next week for another rollicking adventure. And now, another capitalist message. The world is changing, friends. New faces with new ideas from new places have upset the stale old status quo, thrusting us into a grand new world full of promise and limitless opportunity. And leading the way into this new age of prosperity is Apothecarius Lindstrom. With locations in Farstone, Olvira, Litho, Hamprist, and their new store in Petra, modern, efficient potions, tinctures, and medicines of all kinds are only moments away. Nature isn't perfect, friends. Why would she give us curious brains and clever hands if she didn't want us to improve on her designs? Don't be limited to chewing on tree bark when you can have a quick, clean injection of that bark's active ingredient and be on your way, safe in the knowledge that Apothecarius Lindstrom has done nature's work for her, while you reap the benefits. And now, for a limited time to celebrate the opening of their fifth location, they are offering a buy one, get one free sale. That's right, friends. Buy any medicinal or synthetic herbal potion, and you'll get another one just like it for free. It's just Apothecarius Lindstrom's way of thanking you for trusting him to make your health the very best it can be. So come in today for all your health needs and join us in the future, because you deserve a new way, a better way, the Apothecarius Lindstrom way. Next, we have another paid segment,
2: Enjoy friends! Greetings folks! Welcome to Carl's Fact Battles. I'm your host Carl, and I gotta tell you, there's been a lot of weird behavior from birds lately. And that is no coincidence. Ravens have been decorating the Crown Training Grounds in shades of white for weeks now, and no one knows why or what to do about it. But I know the truth folks. The birds are being manipulated But before I tell you who is making the ravens unleash their nightly guano tsunami onto the unsuspecting knights and rangers, let's get a little background on birds. Everybody's been taught that birds are just animals that adapted to flying and roosting in trees as a defense mechanism against land-bound predators. But that's only half the truth. The real story is that birds are actually evolved from dragons, folks. Think about it. You never see birds and dragons in the same place, do you? That's because they're super territorial and a bird is just a dragon with millions of years of adaptation designed around survival. A bird could murk a dragon without ruffling its puffy little feathers because they've had generations to strip away everything but the deadliest parts. Have you ever seen the horrifying feed on those little feathered freaks? Anyway, that's all typical dragon stuff. But what does this have to do with the ravens and who's manipulating them? Well folks, My reliable anonymous sources are telling me that the Ravens are being commanded by none other than one of the Primes in their human form. That's right folks. One of the embodiments of elemental magic is walking among us right now and forcing Ravens to spend their nights blowing chalky diarrhea like they just got back from a Voluthian buffet after an all-night eggnog drinking competition. But I have a solution folks. It's simple and it's economical. All we have to do is feed these ravens a full course of KFB fiber supplements. It won't keep the birds from recreating an early snowstorm, but it will make cleanup much easier until we can find out why the Prime is so pissed off and how many kids we have to sacrifice to appease them. That's Keds with an E, folks, not with an I. I'm not that dedicated. Anyway, that's all the time we have, folks, so tune in again for more of Carl's Fact Battles, where we go to war with the truth. And now it's time for our most popular segment, Tales
0: from the Quill, where we bring you the finest in Minharan culture, courtesy of the Baia's own laureates. Today's tribute to the creative Minharan spirit is a joke, author unknown. Please enjoy. A man walks into a tavern with a nude on his shoulder. The tavern keeper smiles and says, That's a cute little pet you have there. What's his name? The man smiles back and replies, His name is Tiny. Tiny, huh? Why did you name him that? The man said, because he's minute. Throw a few coins to your local laureate, won't you friends? A few silvers will go a long way toward ensuring that Minharan culture continues to thrive and grow. Future Minharans will thank you. And now folks, the time has come to bid you a fond farewell. As always, I've been your humble host, Marsh Patel. So until tomorrow, when we bring you once again the best and the brightest that Minharis has to offer, we leave you with these words to ponder. When you knock on someone's door, you are beating their house until they pay attention to you. Be well, friends. This is Voice of the Via. Signing off. Voice of the Via is a production of Minharis Morning Media, a wholly owned sub-transactionary concern of Welkin Vale, all rights reserved. This episode produced by Tan Clark. Copyright the year 2021.